Hi, come on in. And join in. It's the very merry life. Hi, I'm Mary Hendricks, and you might know me as that relatable AF mama over on Instagram who hopefully feels like an old friend at this point. And if not, it won't be long till it feels that way as we get raw, unfiltered, and very unapologetic in all things motherhood, marriage, sex, and more. From moments worth savoring to moments worth surviving, get ready to leave feeling seen and supported. You have a friend here now. So hey, take a seat. What's going on? Hello, 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 everyone. <laughs> Good afternoon. Afternoon. This is rare for us. We're to actually do this. podcasting. I know. I think this is better because we don't have any substances in our system. <laughs> All I got is this venti. You hear that? The sound, the sound of heaven right now. That's here. why it's better. Mm-hmm. See, we don't have any wine or other things in our system. Nope. At all. Just, here so we are. Good. Raw dog, baby. Raw dog. <laughs> Raw dog in it. Raw dog in it. Does that, that mean to be have not have a condom? Yeah. Yep. I mean, yeah. I've been known to yeah. be a raw dog on in the past, but now we know I'm a raw dog because I have three I'm kids. Sh- <laughs> I know, right? I know, right? Didn't, didn't it just happen magically? Didn't just get no. there by a high five? Im- immaculate but- conception, Mary. <laughs> just stared at each other real hard. So Mary and I were chatting, yeah, before this, and she said that this is now an explicit podcast, which I think is hilarious. Right? Like, it is. I actually just because I saw it the other day, I was on uh, Apple Podcasts and I looked at my podcast, like just the way it looked and everything, and it said explicit. And I was like, I know for certain episodes, I can check it in my like my hosting site. I can check which ones are explicit. Yeah. And I can make it that way, but I didn't, the entire podcast is marked as explicit. Oh my gosh. And I'm like, all what the in the shit? So I reached out and I go into the back end of things on Apple Podcasts yeah. and I try to edit it and they're like, you cannot fix this. This is like something that like we have done on our <laughs> oh end. Well, and I'm I like, feel like I've contributed what? to that a little. Sorry. Sorry. I guess. Yeah. Well, it's fine. I, I emailed them because I was like, I was like, I don't want to be marked as explicit. I don't want that to suppress my stuff. I said, we do talk about sex-related things yeah. that has to do with marriage, but no means is this like an explicit podcast in any episode that is that way. I always check it off as yeah, like, explicit content where we might be talking about anal sex. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Like little ears should not be listening. Yes. No, ever, ever. Honestly, this is how I would chat with any of my girlfriends at my house with some wine or some coffee. Like, it's, I feel like if you're not being explicit, oh my God, there's the cat. Do you hear this damn cat? Pause, pause. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Mary. I, cause she'll meow the entire time. I think it's hilarious. That's how my cat is. (laughs) How are they? Oh, is he in that? He's in the closet. Oh, perfect. Okay. She was not in my closet. She was at the door. So we'll have to. Damn pussy is following me everywhere. Okay. Um, she wants to go in the closet where other pussies hang out. Yes, exactly. Well, we all know my closet romps. So this closet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So Mary, tell me about what's going on in your life right now. Like I need to know, like, I feel like I, I know you're, we, we see you on stories, but how are you? Are you doing good? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I, uh, I feel like you're doing great. Yeah. Yeah. I was just bitching to Katie before we started about Instagram being a little bitch. Uh, yeah, where it is. It is. 
It sucks. Everyone who hears, I mean, if you're listening, if you're not following Katie, I don't know why you would be listening to Katie this long. Please go follow Katie and then tell everyone else to go follow Katie. I just, I was talking about this with another creator and I said, I was like, I get frustrated because I see women on this app that are providing such value in their content and it, I don't feel like it's getting recognized. And that, that frustrates me where I'm like, because then I watch others who are shaking their ass prioritizing and an offer. Yeah, prioritizing going viral over value and they get rewarded, which drives me bonkers because I'm like, isn't I don't know. I, I guess that's the key. Maybe the key is going viral all the I time. I I don't know. But it's I I don't like, want that. No, I'd rather be quality over quantity. I've always said that. And I have a true following and I so do you. Like I I'm I show up just like you, very authentically. And then I'll see like other mom creators that are literally like just, they're like more TikTok moms. They're like shaking their ass. And like, I don't know, it just doesn't resonate with me, but I'm okay with my little small following. You know, it's, it's good. But you know, sometimes when it comes to like getting paid or making this like, uh, you know, my job, I mean, you've made this a full blown career for yourself now, you know, like I'm going to get there. So, but I'm just, I'm always happy to get there. Oh Yeah. I just, you know, watering my seed, watering my little seed all the time. So um, let's dive into some stuff. Mary and I were chatting before and we always like try to be like, what do you want to chat about today? Like nothing, just like surface stuff. We don't really plan stuff unless it's like something people want to hear. And um, we were going to talk a little bit about in-laws. And I was like, I, it's It's a little, because I'm always like, it's hard because I, well, I love my in-laws. If you guys follow me, you guys know I'm obsessed with my in-laws. They were living with us for a little bit, um, but now they've, they're now moved out. Their house is still not done by the way, but they, they moved into our cousin's home that is much bigger and they don't have kids. But I know that you have Kev's parents. Do you, are they close to you? Like, where do they live? Okay. Kev's No, they're about an hour, 15, hour 15. His dad died, uh, six months after we got married. So, um, yeah, he was sick. I mean, I always knew Kevin's dad was sick the entire, like when I met him, I always knew that he was unwell. Uh, but then he started getting worse and worse and worse and whatnot. Um, but yeah, my mother-in-law and my sister-in-laws live about an hour and uh, where we used to live about an hour and 15 drive from us. Got it. Um, Mm -hmm. when we moved away, we moved like, I'm about 45 minutes from my parents and then an hour 15 from his parents Got it. And uh, it's hard. I've been asked, like I, I, listeners here, I know I've been asked from you guys to talk about my in-laws a little bit more. And I am going to try to do as much as I can here. But it's hard because I still have to respect Kevin and yes, respect 100%. that side of the family. And same thing with you. Like I love my husband and I am okay <laughs> with his family. I'm going to say that. Yeah. It's hard. Yeah. It's it I'm amicable with my in-laws. Um I think there's a tremendous personality difference with our with my yeah. in-laws. I think there's a whole difference of upbringing with how my husband and his family were brought up and the, just their the dynamics of my husband's side of the family versus mine is a complete polar opposite. Complete. Really? Polar opposite. And in what so, like uh, yeah. yeah, like in what way? Can you go? Can you they're very dive into that? Or they're, they're yeah, they're very secretive. So they're very oh. secretive. Uh, with like family secrets are a big thing with them. Um, oh. they're very dr- yeah. they're very dramatic. They're very dramatic. Yeah. Very passive aggressive. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and it's like where I've blocked a lot and it's hard because the podcast they can listen. I don't know if they are, but I've blocked a lot of his family and my family too. I've blocked a lot of my both sides from my Instagram, uh, because there was instances of where I would talk about something and it would get through the grapevine back to his mom who doesn't have social media. And she then would call Kevin being like, and I think it was, um, when Cassidy had, when speech delay stuff was happening, I think it was years ago. And again, I didn't have a big following. I had like maybe a thousand followers when all that stuff was going on, but I shared about her starting speech therapy or getting an evaluation or something. And Kevin hadn't yet talked to his mom and his aunt saw it and ended up calling my mother-in-law. My mother-in-law got so pissed at us for not telling her that she didn't come up for her Cassie's second birthday. She didn't come up and do like, it was it was like drama. Oh, yeah, yeah, that sounds messy. So I try and like block them out of that stuff. But she's, yeah. I mean, she's a great grandma. For the, yeah, she's a great grandma. Perfect. She loves her grandkids. She loves my kids. Um, she's very sweet with them. In terms of me and her, I've never hugged her ever in my life. What? No, that's never, crazy. <laughs> except my husband loves this story. She's never <laughs> hugged me. She's never okay. hugged me. And I remember telling my two girlfriends that uh, it was that the it was at my birthday dinner mm-hmm. that we had r- the month before we got married. And I my, Kevin invited all my like close high school friends and stuff. And uh oh, and there's echo. Hold on, yes. Hold on one second. No worries. I hear that. They're saying, okay, so Kev loves this story. So on the birthday dinner that I had the month before we got married. Uh, Kevin invited my family, his family, my two good friends from high school and my two good friends from high school are involved in education. Like one teaches in a elementary school and the other one teaches in a preschool. And they were talking to her. My mother-in-law is a teacher. And afterwards we went out to get drinks after this whole event. Our, our families parted ways and whatnot. And I was telling my friends, I said, yeah, I've never hugged his mom. And my friends both look at me and they're like, wait, what? And I was like, oh, I've never hugged him. And she's like, she hugged me tonight. I'm like, what? What? <laughs> she hugged both of my friends and has never hugged me ever. ever. Mary, this is fucking weird. How long have yeah, you been together? I feel like forever, right? right? It's been we've been like- almost eight, uh, almost married for eight years. So we, and then we've been together for 10. Yeah. Ten, it will be 11 years this summer. This is. So, yeah kind of odd i wonder if like has kev ever like gone up to her and be like why haven't you hugged mary no i don't honestly i think it's a two-sided street at this point i think it started off with um because i don't think necessarily she does it to be spiteful like when i hear about mother-in-law stories and stuff i think a lot of the ones that i got like even when i asked on my instagram about the the monster-in-law stories i a lot of those seem to be stewing in jealousy and stuff. I don't deal with that. I don't think it is a jealousy type of thing where it's like my only boy and Kevin's the baby. Like, I don't think it has anything to do with that. I honestly just think it's her personality. And I think she's very, very, very awkward. Like Kevin has even said that about her. Like she just is, she doesn't really have friends in general. She's very hard to get along with. Like she's just personality based has been hard. And I think I've always been a little standoffish in terms of like not being sure how to communicate with her. Like I asked her once when we got, when we set our 
wedding date before we got married. I remember we set it for June 27th and Kevin knew that his parents got their anniversary was in June at some point. So he called his mom up on the phone and he said, uh, he put me on and I was excited. I was like, this is going to be my mother-in-law. So I was like, Hey, like we booked our date and I said, it's going to be June 27th. Uh, Kevin and I were wondering what your anniversary is. And she just said, why do you need to know that? And we're like, oh, we just want to see if it's anywhere close to that. And she said, I don't think that's important for you to know right now. What? Whoa, this is weird. And again, it wasn't to be a dick. I think she just, I don't, I, and Kevin said like afterwards, and Kev was sitting right next to me and he was like, what the fuck? And yeah. I think he, afterwards he was like, I honestly think she got like that because she can't remember. <gasps> she can't Maybe. remember. And then okay. she was like yeah. standoffish. But the way it comes off is very awkward and like there's yeah. certain things like she calls me she she doesn't call me mary she calls me she that's a that's a that's a wonderful thing so there's certain stuff like that where i at this point now i just don't even try i don't call her anything i don't even call her her name i don't call her mom i don't call yeah. her anything i literally when she comes over i don't refer to her as anything anything Anything. So when they, I just refer to like them? I will just start a conversation. I'll be like, so Kevin told me this. Like yeah, I don't yeah. I don't go into anything. I'll just I'll wave my hands if I have to get a hold of her. I don't call her anything. I don't I don't um when the kids when they leave and the kids go up and give them hugs and kisses, I usually pick up one of the kids and I hold them that way. I don't have any yeah awkwardness to do that because I'm I I'm not doing it at this point. It's far. Yeah. T- it's too late. I was. It's too it's late. Far too gone. Yeah. I mean, it's just. It's gone too far now. Like, yeah. how do you even toggle back? Yeah. Whoa. I mean, but we talk amicable. Like, we talk yeah. and we talk kind, and it's not like nasty. It's just a little awkward. It's a little awkward, and it's it's fine. Like again, and- I I it's I, I've held boundaries. I hold boundaries where she only gets a certain amount of information from yep. me. I've I've had to put my foot down with Kev about what boundaries she gets allowed to know because I think it also is a control thing. I think she likes to have control. She's yeah. I think that's just her. Um, and I think just her behavior with passive aggressiveness like has come out oh. and it's negatively impacted Kev, where yeah. I now have to tell him, chill the fuck out because I think guys are stupid with their moms. I don't get it. Like some of the in-law stories that I was told, a lot of people responding to me about them were like, my question is the guys, like when they hear about these monster in-law stories, what are the husbands doing in these situations? Because a lot of them, the the guys were like defending their moms. And I'm like, fuck that. Fuck that. Kev has never done that. Yeah. And we have boys, like we have to, we're going to spit on my hand and virtually shake your hand. Like we cannot let that happen when our boys- yeah. become men and whoever they choose to marry, I, I'd rather kill with kindness than anything else. Like yeah. it's, it's so hard because I do have a great mother-in-law and she doesn't meddle. And if anything, I'd rather her, I want her to be more involved. Like she's like, let me know when you need me. Like, how about just insert yourself? But then there's people that are like, oh my God, no, I have a mother-in-law that does too much of that, that. and literally yeah. like doesn't know, you know, how to just cut it off and like cut the cord, yeah. so to speak. But it's, it's so hard because in law, like, you know, it's like when you're marrying someone, you are marrying their family and you know, that with the the men, like you have, they, those men, if they have monster in law, like they, Kevin knows his mom, like what his mom's like, like, you know, but it's hard because it's still his mom, 
So there's a respect boundary there. But like, I I would hope that if I did have a monster-in-law, mother-in-law, that my husband would come to my defense, especially if he knew that his mom was in the wrong. See, I... Well, and I think, I don't I don't know why they don't, like, for me, I'm respectful. Like, I don't want to be, because I also think that there is a, um, I think there's a dynamic where daughter-in-laws expect monster-in-laws and they create exactly. drama. I think there's a both-sided street. I think that there is, like, yep. a, a, a stereotypical mother-in-law, daughter-in-law dynamic that people expect and it almost becomes true. And, yeah. um, I'm respectful. Like does my, is my relationship with my mother-in-law fabulous? No, uh, yeah. not in the slightest. Is there things that I wish could change? Absolutely. Do I need to hold boundaries? Yes. But that's the, I, the only way that I will make our relationship work is through that. And that's what I try and encourage Kev do. And I don't, and I've said to Kev, I was like, I know it's your mom. And I know that that's like, I, I'm a mom. Like I would hope that my kids exactly. never feel this way about me and hope that I never have this type of relationship, but I want you to have a relationship. Like I want that for you. So I don't want to be a wife. That's going to be like, it's me or your mom. Like, I don't want to do oh, that. Yeah. I'm trying to come up with a way so that way these can exist together. Um, and I don't, I, I, yeah, it's, it's a two sided street. Yeah. It's hard. It, really it definitely is. is hard, but I know that so many people have awful stories about their mother-in-laws, but yeah. For me, like I said, my mother-in-law, fabulous, great. If anything, I'd want her around more. I mm. have a little bit of a sister-in-law issue, which I feel like her and I have resolved things. So if she does listen to this or anyone listens to this, like we're good. But it was weird at first. Like she's very motherly to my husband because she's eight years older. So like yeah. when we first started dating, like Keith was, you know, flying into New York City, like literally every other week. And like, I saw a text like she was like, hey, like she better be worth it. You're spending all this money on flights. And I was like, mm, I, I don't know if I like that comment. Okay. And just like little things here and there. But I've had to stand my ground and like be like, hey, this this is not okay. And I, I just like you, like I feel like I know that with your in-law situation, like I know it's your mother-in-law because you are so open and kind and so am I. So like it, I always think like if someone has an issue with me, that's a them problem. That's because yeah, I'm very yeah. open and, and if and if it's important and it's an important relationship like you, like your sister in law and stuff like that you're going to so have to important. put boundaries. Everyone, everyone has boundaries, and I think the word boundary is such a a hot topic and it sounds yeah. harsh. It's not like it's everyone healthy. has a boundary. Like everyone yeah. in your life has a boundary of something. Like I don't tell my mom everything. I don't tell my mother in law everything. I don't tell my own sister everything. I don't tell my sister in laws yeah. everything. Like I have a boundary because there our relationships are all different. Everyone yeah. has a certain threshold as to how much I can tell them. Um, and that's why it's nice to have multiple people around. Um, that way you can tell them a variety of things, yes. but everyone has a boundary. So it, it's important if you want to harbor those relationships, you got to have a boundary. Um, yeah. And, and then at, the, at some point, I think with mother. Yeah. No, go ahead. Yeah. But go, no, you go. If you were, if, and I was going to say, whoever's listening, if you are experiencing a shitty situation with a mother-in-law or a sister-in-law or any in-law cousin, whatever it is, family member that is not your, you know, you married into create the boundary because you can only, it could, I mean, for me, like boundaries are very important when it comes to motherhood, marriage, friendships, my own family. Um, like you said, you don't tell people everything, but you also have to be like, Hey, this is not what I'm going to put up with. 
and you can't let people walk yeah. all over you. I have a best friend who has a monster-in-law, mother-in-law, and she's awful. She comments about her weight and she comments about her parenting style and she'll tell anyone like, oh, I don't like the way so-and-so like parents and like she's lazy and look at them. And, and she's told me this knowing that this is my best friend. And I'm like, oh my gosh. And But there's never been, no one's ever put her in her place and said like, hey, you can't fucking yeah. say that shit. And, you know, yeah. it's, it's so toxic. Like I couldn't imagine that level of grossness from a mother I think at that point, that's when you just have to remove it. That's yep. when you got to remove it from your life. I always, and, and for mother-in-laws, if you, in case you're listening, I think the biggest thing that I saw once was, do you want to be right? Or do you want to see your grandchildren? Yep. <laughs> like one, do you want to be right? Percent. Or do you want to see your grandchildren? Like, is it a pride thing? Or do you want to see your grandchildren? Get the fuck over your pride thing. Tuck it yeah. away. Tuck it between your legs. Yeah. Go over and be there. I don't care if you hate your daughter-in-law. Yeah. Go be there for your grandchildren. And be the best grandmother you possibly can. But don't do it in spite of your daughter-in-law. Yeah. Don't do it to ruining, rub it in her face. Because your, your grandkids will pick up on it. Yeah. yeah. And they do pick up on it. And they grow up and they realize like, wow, mom and, and granny didn't get along. Like, I what's what's – and then, you know, it's – it's just not healthy. Like just move past it. And it is a pride thing because you're not always going to be right. No one's ever always right, you know? So luckily- no, And, and your kids are going to do things different to you. And I I said like when we were doing monster-in-law confessions on my stories, I was like, if I have a, my son one day, even my daughters, if yeah. my kids one day choose me over their own families- I have failed. I want right? them to literally the the point of parenting is to let them go off on their own and I know that not everything they do will be a choice that I would have personally made. That's Isn't okay. that such a hard pill to swallow, right? I'm yes. all, I'm, I mean, I think we're I'm experiencing it now like how even my little kids react and I'm like I don't like that. Or, you know, there's personality conflicts of, you know, I know my mom doesn't agree with everything I post about on social media. She's like, I am not an open book like you. Like it's, you know, you choose to share what you choose to share. I don't always agree with everything. And I'm like, okay, but I'm an adult and I've made these informed decisions for myself. But you just, and hopefully, like you said, none of us fail our children, you know, and hopefully we all raise good, kind humans but they're not always going to think the way we want to think. And, you know, they're, no, they're, gonna they're have not to, us. Exactly. And I think once we've removed that, like they are their own individuals. It's so, it's so hard because as parenting, we want them to do what we want them to do, but innately, like they're going to do it their own way. And we have to be okay with that because I've always been a free spirit. And I'm sure my, my mom is more of a wallflower in certain aspects. And I'm sure she was like, wow, like, Katie has a lot to handle, but you know what? She always let me be who I am. And, but the good thing about choosing a partner in my life is she would never say, don't date this guy. Like, this is terrible. She never said things like that. She was always like, what do you, how does he treat his mom? How's his relationship with his mother? How is he with money? Like she would just insert little things to make me think. That are so important. Yeah. So important. So like, hopefully, yeah. and, And luckily she likes all of her her daughter is her daughter-in-law, her two son-in-laws, like, cause I feel like my parents did a good job at like saying like, you know, guiding, but ultimately we yeah. make our own decisions. Yeah. So it's, it's hard. Oh man, yeah. Mary, that's such a weird situation yeah. with your mother-in-law. I know. What I if, know. like, what if this Christmas you were like, you know what, Marge or whatever the hell her name is, give me a hug. What, what would happen? Marge. 
Marge. Uh, <laughs> I remember. Okay, hold on. There's a story that just makes me think about that. So when we lived in our old house before – was it before we had – I think it was before we had babies. I think Kevin and I had just got married. I think it was when we knew this whole hug thing was yeah. going on. Kevin and I were literally just laughing about this whole hug thing this past <laughs> weekend. Um, but I think Kevin's mom bought – as a Christmas gift, I think, she bought my flight to I think my sister-in-law's bachelorette party down in New Orleans. Okay. I think that was her gift. And it was very nice. I mean, it was a pricey flight. So she bought that for me. And when she came over to like – help me do all that. Kevin stood behind her and was like this. <laughs> making the, if you guys can't see. I'm yep. like, Kevin stood behind her, mouthing the words, hug her and like taking his arms to make it look like <laughs> to signal that I should go in for a hug. And I was just looking at him like, shut up, shut up. <laughs> and I think I tried and it was the most awkward experience like, of my entire life. So I was like, I'm just not even going to bother. But um, I feel like I think, you're a hugger I mean, in general I think she'd though, be right? open to it. Like, are you someone that is I'm like, not, I'm not. Okay. I kind of am like, I'm not, I'm not like, I really, I think I've gotten more into hugs mm -hmm. because I think I've seen how important they can be for some people, but I don't just hand them out yeah. willy nilly. Like yeah. I've given them like my hairstylist this past week, she told me that she had a miscarriage. So I hugged her like things like well, that. Like I saved them for course. like moments where I know that that really she like, needed that. is something that you need. Yeah. Totally. So. It's stuff like that, but um, I don't. I'm not just like a hugger that willy nilly hands them out everywhere. Yeah. I don't prefer to touch people <laughs> if I can. I know. And me, I'm like so. I literally hug everyone. I can, like. I but that's me. Like I'm physical touch all the time. How do I turn that off? I don't know. I know. Actually, I I know you've talked about that. The the love your the love, love language. I have to figure that out. I want to sit that down. Sit down and talk to Kev about that because I'm curious as to. I think mine's acts of service. I feel like you are an acts of service. Per yes, I could see that. Yeah. I'm definitely, I, 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 I know mine is physical touch, but I know Keith's is acts of service. Like yeah. if I clean the kitty litter, if I take out the trash or the recycle, like he's like, oh my gosh, thank you so much. And I'm like, uh, is that all it takes like for you to be like, feel fulfilled? I don't know. Like, but I try yeah. to do those things. And he, and in turn, like that's how he shows love. Like right now, literally he's, folding laundry. Cause he, yeah. I, there's a huge fucking pile of laundry on my, one of my chairs out in the living room and it's been sitting there for days. And I know he's like, well, you know what? Let me handle this for her. So everyone needs to go That's read that book. The five love languages. All right. I'm going to write it down. Hold on. Let me write you it down. Have, five you have to. Love languages. It's a I just read. ordered, I have a lot of books that I'm going to try and read this summer because I want like to bring them into the podcast essentially. Yes. And, uh, so five love languages. Okay. And then there's one I just ordered and I'm so excited for it to come here. Um, what is it called? Hold on. Let me look. It's on Amazon. I'm so excited. You're going to enjoy this one too. Yeah. It's going to be good. Uh, hold on, please. Where I wish I was okay. more of a reader. Swearing is, swearing is good for you. Oh, fuck yes. This it is, Mary. This woman breaks down the like uh, whole like science of swearing and how it's good for you and like emotionally, physically, like everything going into swear words. And I'm so excited for it. Yeah, the amazing science of bad language. I'm so excited. I'm like, this is so cool. I'm like, do you ever get any and find out why? Do you ever get any shit on on Instagram about like cursing or anything? Because you know, I, I'll get people like, you really shouldn't curse. It's not ladylike. Or why do you feel the need to say fuck? And I'm like, honestly, I don't know. I, I like the word 
fucked. I don't know. I mean, this is probably why we're explicit on here. (laughs) It's weird. Cursing, like, my parents wouldn't let us curse at at home. Like, I think one time I was on a school bus. I must have been in elementary school. And I said, hell, to someone. And I got home and I was just like, oh, my God. In my head, I was like, oh, my God. I said, hell. Went to sleep. Could not fall asleep. Walked my ass downstairs. I was like, mom, I've got to tell you something. I said, hell, on the school bus today. And she's like, it's okay. Say, hell, Mary, and go back to bed. That's what she told me. Uh, Meanwhile, I now that. I curse like a sailor. It's terrible. I mean, my I like- honestly, well, and that's how I was. Like, I was raised in a household where that never happened. And if you heard a swear word, you knew it was bad. And my dad used to freak out on us if I ever said, like, God damn. Oh, yes. God, my dad would freak out. Okay. Yeah. Like, Anything. My dad would be like, stupid. Yeah, sucks was not a good one. Stupid, I wasn't allowed to say. Stupid, I personally didn't like. I actually got sent to the principal's office when I was in middle school for punching a kid because he called me stupid. I really hate stupid. Actually, I don't like stupid or dumb either. Like in our house, I'm like, please don't use those words. Those are like, those are words to me that hurt. Like if someone calls me stupid, they that one hurts me. I don't know. I feel like I was always like. I know I like had like extra help when I was in middle school and stuff like that. Yeah, and I think I was just extra sensitive to being marked like, of course. as dumb. Yeah. And that's I, I was very sensitive to that. But I I mean my kids have slipped and said it. Like I heard um I killed an ant the other day and I smashed it with my shoe and I didn't even get a chance to say anything. But usually when I do, I'll smack it and I'll be like, you motherfucker. Yeah. And Cassidy <laughs> Ray is right behind me and she's like, take that fucker. And I look at her I'm like Cassidy. <laughs> And she starts giggling. It's and Spencer, because- Spencer now's favorite word is shit. So oh, if he yeah. drops something, he'll go, shit, shit. And he knows. <laughs> and I'm like, Spencer. And Cassidy even will be like, Spencer, you can't say that. That's a mommy word. Yeah. And so like that's my importance is like it's not a bad word. It's a mommy word because yeah. I don't want it to be taboo right. per se. Like <laughs> – sorry, I'm going to cough. <laughs> I don't want it to be taboo where I'm like – I feel like that because it was taboo, like for you and I, it was so. Taboo. I feel like I wanted to do it more. Yeah, and I, it's and true. I just, I mean, my yeah. boys will say like, "Well, why?" Because they'll say, you know, they're nine and six, so they'll be like, they'll say shit or they'll say, I. They don't really say fuck because they really know that I would. But any curse word, we all kind of laugh and giggle at home. But I'm like, you guys know you cannot say these words, really ever, or especially outside of the house. And they're like, "But you guys say them." I'm like. But we're adults. And like, it's like, do as I say, not as I do. It's like, time and place. Yes. Yeah. And like, even they said, uh, like, my older one will be like, what the heck? Like, but the way his tone is, I'm like, listen, I don't really like the way you said that. He's like, but it's not a curse word. I'm like, but it's your tone. Like, it's the way you said it and the, the time and place of where he said it. He's like, okay. I'm like, just be mindful of those things. Like, you know, if you say I'm going like, oh, what the heck are you doing? But he said it like in a forceful way. I'm like, yeah. oh God. This is all I need. Well, and and I actually I just made a TikTok. I made a TikTok where it was oh, like yeah. with Cassidy, and I said, "What do we say?" I said, "Don't say that." She said, and I said, "At school," and yeah. it was just like just I came up with that because I was like, I've turned more into a "Don't say that," not a "Don't say that, mom." I'm more of like "Don't say that at school, at mom," school. Yeah. because it's it it really is, and I think the reason why, like especially for your boys, I think if they come to you and be like, "Well, you're saying it," be like, "I'm an adult and I understand where." And when I can say this, and right now you're still learning that, so it's not yeah. off limits. Yeah, exactly. But you need to learn because you can't, you know, you don't want to say it at school. You don't know who you might offend. Uh, you don't want to say it to hurt someone. Exactly. Uh, you don't know the sensitivity levels of others. You don't want to offend, especially if you say like, uh, "God damn," or uh, 
Jesus God, Christ. even if you yell out God, like Jesus Christ, yeah. things like that, like that could really offend someone else who might be religious in some aspect. I don't really yeah. pay attention to that. Sometimes I'm really bad with saying Jesus Christ all the time. I say Jesus um, Christ all the time. And my mom's like, when I was little, you're taking the Lord's name in vain. And yes, I may very well be, but I don't say it in that terms of like, you know, I'm mad. Yeah. Yeah, you know? no. I but I know others might be sensitive to it so I've been trying to be better about it. So, it, again, it, but that's an adult understanding of it. And that's why for my kids, I'm like when you get older, you can understand how to talk yes. this way and know there, to, how to choose your audience. Yeah. Cuz I, I mean, I do. What, I know how to I know how to turn it off except the other day I said hell in the school drop-off line. I was like yep. I dropped off I sent Kev to go get cheese puffs for Cassidy's end of year party. Yeah. And he came back with like these Air fried chickpea cheese puffs, and I'm like, what the fuck? What, are what these, is with man? men? They they just the simplest tasks they can fuck up. I mean, not all of them, and not all the time, but a lot of the time. But sometimes that, or I don't know if Keith does this when he goes to the grocery store. Does he buy a million things? Kevin goes. If I send him, it triggers me. I'm like, can we not? Why? Why do we need all this? Kev, shit? if I tell Kev that, hey, Kev, can you stop at the grocery store and buy? stuff for a salad, he will buy like five bags of salad mix and yeah. then like a bunch of other like, and he's like, well, I just, I wasn't sure which one you would want. And I'm like, so why yeah, didn't you like, call me? He was yeah, like, I just figured me, I'd just buy them me. all. Yeah. Yeah. And then produce is like the no. first thing in my fridge that goes to shit if I don't eat it. It's like, well, there goes the bag of lettuce or the, the spinach. It's gone now. Yeah. It's all slimy. No, thanks. Yeah. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, that's right. that's right. <laughs> Men. But yeah, no, that's that's, that's my a whole life. other podcast. So, yeah, but yeah, so I another I said the hell in the school drop off line, and I was like, oh, sorry, earmuffs. You but know where I have to really mm-hmm. control myself is at work, because at work oh, and like, yeah. and I I try to like, there's people that follow me that are also my patients, because when we get to yeah. talking, I'm like, they're like, you know, we talk, and I'm like, oh, I do social media, like it's this is like my handle if you want to follow me. Um, but I really have to be mindful at work cause I, I am a professional at work and I, I try and I'm cursing. The thing about cursing is this or cussing, however you say it, is that when it becomes part of your vernacular, like your everyday vernacular, it's, it's hard to turn it off sometimes. Like I, I throw an F-bomb here and there, you know? So at work, I have to be a little different with how I pronunciate things and say, if you know, so because it's a yeah. professional setting. And I do think people uh, take for granted, like, for instance, like, um, I think that people think p- that people that are funny or dumb or people that curse are in- unintelligent. Like, I am, I yeah. curse and I'm funny. I does not, that does not mean I am not smart <laughs> because people no. like to twist that around, right? Like, oh, she curses. I think she they've actually proved that. I want to actually look that up. I feel like they've actually right? proved intelligence with, hold on, curse words. And intelligence. Yeah, because I'm like, um, and and I got this a lot, like, because I was the funnier chick in like middle school, high school. I've always been the funny girl. So yeah. I I feel like people, you know, made made the like association that I was stupid or something. And I'm like, wait, what? How is that how? Because I'm cracking jokes. Like, actually, I think it's a sign of a, of intelligence if you could be, you know, funny. That's personally, oh, you know? yeah. Well, no, they said, hold on, let's see, to the degree that language is correlated with intelligence, yeah, the si- that's a sign of intelligence is to know how to use generating I swearing mean, vocabulary. Good at generating right? swearing vocabulary. Yeah. See? You and I are geniuses. 
motherfuckers. 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 I know. This is why we're explicit, Mary. Fuck shit, damn Vagina, we're not- <laughs> anal, <laughs> you name it. We're saying all the bad words today, guys. Let's rattle Where them out kids? there. Let's, let's, Put, they're going to like your- show back. They're going to respond back to my email and be like, uh, we would love to approve you to not be explicit, except this is the episode yeah. in question. <laughs> yeah. Katie's corner is a little hectic. Well, you, okay. You were going to pull hectic. your, your, your story followers. Yes. Um, yeah. Let's go for that. About- and then we'll end it. We'll wrap it up with that. So I went on my stories and I said, Katie and I are going to, we're going to make it, you know, like dear Abby, like dear Abby things I for people writing. Like, what should I do? I, yeah. I always want we're going to do a dear Katie. We're going to do yes. dear Katie and Mary. and Mary. What should we do? And we're going to answer. I mean, these I questions. give pretty Let's damn good advice though. That. I am a little bit of like my friends will come to me for advice or I'm a good, I should have been a therapist, although I need my own therapist. <laughs> oh, we got a lot. Look at this shit. Ooh, yeah. Mary. I love okay, it. Hold on. Fuck. My reel didn't upload shit. Okay. That's right. <laughs> we'll see. It probably did shitty. Um, What would you do if you wanted a divorce, but financially can't do it because of a disabled child? Holy shit. Oh my gosh. First of all, blessings to this mama. Like I couldn't yeah. imagine a shitty relationship on top of a special needs child, which is another full-time job in itself. I oh, would start man. tucking away money. Yep. One million percent. Start I would- slowly tucking away money. Um, start talking to attorneys and finding yep. out because I'm sure attorneys are going to be open to talking to you There's uh, a, yes. and find out what this is looking like and what your predicament is like and how much – yeah. This it's, is going to cost. Um, it's crazy. I, I can't imagine. Uh, I mean, being financially stuck in a relationship ha- has got to suck. I've always said to myself, I have a hundred eggs, right? Yeah. And I'll put 99 eggs in that basket, but one egg is always out because you got to, you got to look out for yourself. But yeah. in that situation, I mean, child with special needs and what kind of special needs there's medical bills. You know, but one of my friends, um, I'm not going to name her name. She's literally one of my best friends. She was very slowly getting herself. She was like, I got to get out of this relationship. And every time she would go to the store, she would take out cash like, and pay yeah. herself 20 bucks here and there and started saving. And like, it wasn't it, at the end of all, I mean, she ended up getting divorced, but it ended up, you know, creating a little bit of like a... a you know, some funds for her that she yeah. can kind of slowly save. And then whatever she was making at work, she would save. But it, that's so hard. That's a hard yeah. predicament, Mary. Oh, my gosh. Let's yeah. all just be mindful and, like, pray for that that poor mama because I I'm – If you – I mean, if you're listening, if you that was you who submitted in the question. If you're, like, I don't know if you're in a harmful situation, if you're yeah. in anything like that. If you are, please reach out to me and we, we will find you someone so, that you can then get you real. help. Um, because no one should feel stuck in a situation like that. Because especially are if it's a physical, yeah. If it's I mean, a, if it's anything harmful and you know anything yeah. like that, um, mm-hmm. even if it's not you who submitted in that question, if you guys are stuck in a situation like that, please. I mean, I don't. I, I will. I will find someone that we can get you in touch with um, that right. can you know get you in the right direction because they're mm-hmm. you're not stuck. Like you might be legally yeah. bound to that person, but you're not yes. stuck. Like. There's, there's people that can help you. Um, how to deal with a sister-in-law that tries to put a wedge between you and a mother-in-law. Ooh, 
I need to know Jeez. more context with that, but let's just assume. So obviously the sister-in-law is probably stirring up shit that makes the mother-in-law and daughter-in-law have a tricky situation. I would confront the, the, the sister-in-law head on, but I'm a head on type of person. I know a lot of people have a hard time with being co- confrontational and I don't like confrontation. What's your husband doing? It, That's my question. Yeah. It, yeah, How exactly. What is he doing? Have you talked to him? Because a lot of the times that when I've had issues with my sister-in-law, I've been like, handle this because if I handle it, it, it might not be good. <laughs> yeah. So you, I, and yeah. if, and usually he's handled it, but there are certain things that, you know, have to be said, you, yeah. you know, and th- in that instance, oof, it's hard yeah. in-laws. I mean, shit, man, it's, it's just, a, it's a slippery slope because a lot of people can get offended and yeah. Yeah, ugly. No. So ugly. I would talk to, I would talk to your husband. And then if not, then you, you, you again, create boundaries and you talk to your mother-in-law. I would talk to your mother-in-law, get her in the mix. Uh-huh. Uh, okay. Let's see. This is a longer one. My in-laws okay. don't live near us constantly. Uh, my live, my in-laws who don't live near us constantly make passive aggressive comments to me about me and about other people who I care deeply about. It's extremely uncomfortable even after I've addressed them or asked them to stop. I feel so oh. fake the entire time and like I can't be myself around them because of all the comments made over the years knowing them. Um, because they don't live near us when we vacation with them or go and see them, they usually end up staying in the same house with everyone, sister-in-laws, brother-in-laws, mother-in-laws, father-in-law, nieces, nephews, etc. I literally feel like my I'm crawling out of my skin by day three and my husband has acknowledged it and tried to defend me, but it usually makes things worse. It even pours over to my relationship with him because I'm taking all the stress out on him and I can only be myself with him when we visit. We have a trip coming up with them in a month and we are supposed to share house for the entire week, but I don't know if I can do it for a whole week. It really affects my overall mental health. How would you approach this? How would you approach the week? How would you deal with it? Just suck it up and make the sacrifice because it's family, get a hotel, not go for the entire week, not go at all, or something else entirely. I'm truly at a loss and can't talk about it with anyone other than my husband, which is hard because they are his family. Wow. That is so hard. That is hard. That's hard because it's family. I would. I would get a hotel. Yeah. I mean, unless you can, I mean, if it really is. Is that going to create more shit? Yes. If you get a hotel, is that going to create shit? If it is, are you willing to accept that shit? Um, How much shit can you eat? Here's the thing. People can only, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, not literally, guys, not literally. But there's only so much a person can take before they literally blow. Yeah. You know? And if it's like, if she's just swallowing her pride, like, okay, like they're just, you know, browbeating her, so to speak, emotionally. Like, I always, my thing is protect your peace. You have to protect your peace in all aspects of life or you will literally crumble. If this is something that's going to literally like put her in a hole mentally, oof, can you say like, you you don't want to go? Like, I mean, that's a thing because it's going to cause shit. Oh, can one of your kids get sick before you go? Right. (laughs) Like, yeah. They could skip out on the whole thing entirely. I wouldn't, it's hard because at what, my questions about that is, are you willing to say to your in-laws, hey, you know what? Like, we're going to stay at a hotel. And what is your reason yeah. for staying at a hotel? Because chances are, depend I, from what I read this, they'll probably really want to know why you're staying yeah. at a hotel. Um, so what excuse can you make to stay at a hotel that won't piss everyone off unless you want to piss everyone off, which I don't think yeah. that's your intention. So I would, I personally would stay in a hotel. I so would I. Oh, I. 
I would never. I couldn't. I, I could never stay in the same area of or same place as my in laws. Nope. Yeah, unless it's never. like some huge Outer Banks home that has like twenty home. Like, even then, you know, I don't even like staying on vacation with my family. So yeah. I, but I do, and it, there's always a blow up. There's always, always. a blow up. Someone well, always because it's personality the fuck conflicts. Out. Yeah, we're yeah, about to go to Newport, Rhode Island, with literally my entire family: my mom, my dad, my sister, my brother, their spouses, and kids. Yeah. But we're at like a bigger, it's like an estate we're all staying at, but it's just, you know, there's always going to be something, you know? It's always, always, every time. Cause you're conflicting with everyone. So yeah. I would say either, either pack. stay, yeah. pack and stay at a hotel. Mm-hmm. Um, that way you can immerse yourself in and take yourself out when you don't yeah, you want to. You have an excuse like to go back. If Protect not. Protect at all costs. I mean. Yeah. If not, then if you do go, I would again, have strict boundaries up, but you and your spouse get out of there every yes. now and then. Like you guys have your own schedule. I think that's the biggest thing is like, I think when people do family vacations, everyone does everything the same. Ugh. And like, and even with impo- our. It's it, impossible. It's like herding cats to get like, you know, 20 people, 15 people together to do the same thing. I mean, it's wild. No. So like there's going to be nights, like I know with us going up in two weeks, like we, yeah. I said to Kev, like, we're going to have to take the kids out by ourselves. We don't have to rely on everyone else to do that. Like we are going to go out and do our own thing while the family yep. might do another thing. Like we're just going to, we're going to figure it out. Um, yeah. Or I would say if it's too much comfort, go for a few days and then yeah. come back. And exactly. make up a reason as to why you can't stay the whole time, um, because that it's might just, be the best option. A week, her. a week is too long. A week, a week is seven too long. full days. I mean, that's a lot. With that's so lot. many other people in that house, that's too much shit. Like even at the end of the summer, we're going up to Martha's Vineyard again with yeah. my family, and then my brother and sister in law are flying in from California with their two kids. We're only Fine. doing a two day overlap. Like yeah. they're coming in, and then we're only seeing them for two days, and then we're going home because it's too much. And that's it's how we're planning it. We're like, it's like overstimulation at its best. Like, woo. Yeah. It's too much. Jeez. So I would say keep it short, keep it sweet. Yep. And, or if anything else, if that doesn't work, I'd get a hotel and just yep. make up something. Who cares? Yeah. Make up an excuse. Even if they see through it, who have cares? your husband you have, be the, yeah. Yeah. Let your husband yeah. be the, uh, the bearer of bad news. I mean, yeah, your husband can deal with it. Exactly. It's his yeah. effing family. <laughs> it's his family. His family no. sounds like they suck. Um, Holy shit. I know. I'm sorry. That sucks. I hate right? shit like that. Um, yeah. How long should in-laws stay at your house? I feel like one day is too long. Yeah. So you guys know I live in Florida. Like my parents will come and stay for a week. And for and now Bert and I have been together for 13 years. And he never would say anything. Like he would just be like whatever. But now – we usually like I have to tell my parent like it's not so much my mom it's my dad who's like a little bit of a pain yeah. in the ass he's like an old grumpy guy like he yeah. wants the TV set on whatever he wants to watch he doesn't like the kids noise like it's like why are you staying here like if you're triggered yeah, why are you here like, yeah. so they I think Keith has told me like by day five I can tell he's like done like he's like no so yeah that's it's hard it's, it depends on what your relationship is at like with your in-laws because yeah. I yeah. mean, my in-laws One day would were be here. plenty for me. Yeah. My in-laws were here for weeks. And honestly, they stayed out of our way. Like, they were barely here. Like, they were watching my kids when we needed to watch. Like, but yeah, one one certain, I mean, could you imagine seven days in the same house with your mother-in-law? Maybe you guys would hug. <laughs> no, we wouldn't. No, we would never. Um, 
Let's see. My husband's father didn't seem surprised nor said thank you and has not visited his grandchildren since December of 2022. I had invited him to my daughter's both my daughter's both birthday this weekend and he has not texted or called. Yeah, fuck him. Fuck him. Other you obviously my kids have other family members but it doesn't seem like show he cares. He doesn't care. He doesn't care. He's an asshole. If he Sorry. wanted to, if they wanted to, they would. This is a big thing with life and not just yeah. in-laws. If they wanted to, they would. Period. Yeah. Yeah. What a no, shitty it's a, uh, What's that from? Uh, he's just not a, that into? Yeah. That exactly. movie? Yeah. Yeah, he's a dick. Don't worry. He's a dick. Don't yeah, worry. Don't, it's not on you. That's a him problem. That's a them. Yep. That's a him problem. Mm-hmm. Shame on him. Yeah. Shame on real. him. He'll regret it one day. Yep. Um, how to manage toddler hitting a sibling. Ooh. We've all been through this. I know. I typically I deal with it on redirect. a daily basis. Yeah. I mean, it, and now my boys are older. It's Fight Club 24-7. I usually say, oh my gosh, I can't believe that you would do that. That's your that's your brother or that's your sister. Like that would I know I had an occupational therapist once tell me that if that happens to give a ton of comfort to the child that got hit. Yes. I don't know if that's true. I think she, I think that's what she told me because it almost is being like, I can't believe, like, it, it's like a um, natural consequence that they aren't getting rewarded. At the same time, too, I don't know how old you are, your toddlers are, but they're toddlers. So exactly. I also wouldn't get too concerned Learning curve about there. it because they are toddlers and they're figuring it out. But I would just, you know, put their hands down and be like, hands are not for hitting. Like, nope, hands aren't for hitting. But I wouldn't yeah. make it like – I actually just listened to someone. But like, you make it kind of like, what are hands do? Hands yeah. – and like, you make it more positive than you are negative. I struggle yeah, with especially that. especially for Sometimes toddlers. I just That's scream good. from the other room like – Yeah, I scream from the other room usually <laughs> being like, shut, stab it. Oh, you should hear me. Come over there. Ugh. It's it's literally Fight Club 24-7. Well, I usually – I mean, this is terrible. Like, I'll st- I don't do it, but Spencer will hit. Or he'll bite. And I'll be like, do you want me to come over there and bite you? Yeah. And he'll be like, yeah. no. And I'll be like, exactly. So you stop it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I bit oh. him once. I did bite him once. Not hard. But I did it enough to like put in, uh, make an impact on him. And of he has course. not done it since. See? Well. I need – and it sounds win. terrible. But I was like, I did it. And I was like, come here. And I just enough where it like kind of like was that. And mm-hmm. I was like, does that feel nice? And he was like, no. And I was like – you did it. I was like, that's not nice to do to someone else. And I was like, you almost need to like have an understanding of what a bite feels like to know mm-hmm. that that's like not something you do. Hold on, Mary. Something's up with these again. No worries. Can you hear me? Mm-hmm. Okay. There we go. I can hear you. I don't know what's going on. Hold on one second. Okay, here we go. All right, let's see. There's a ton of in-laws stuff, so we will. We already covered a lot of in-laws. So how did uh, how to spice things up in the bedroom when your husband works all the time? Um, personally, I mean, I we both know this. Our husbands are always working; they're never home. I yeah. usually yeah. will send like a flirtatious text, not always pictures, because I'm I'm not much. Well, first of all. Bird isn't much of a, like, he doesn't want to receive sex, like any like pictures of me, like naked, because he's like, someone's going to find it, use it against us. Like he's one of those, but I'll send things yeah. like, Hey, remember that? Like our last romp that was hot or like, you know, like just say like cutesy things like, you know, Oh, I brought, I, I, I don't know something 
cutesy, but it's you it's and me, nice. baby. Please, nothing yeah. but mammals. <laughs> so let's do it like they do on Doing the Discovery, Discovery Channel. Channel. Just uh, <laughs> music of our music of our teens, right? Of the generation. If you guys don't know what that song is, I'm gonna find it. Send in this song. Let's see. Was it Bloodhound Gang? Yes. Normally, like I send like silly, sexy texts. I'm not not things like I want you to fuck the shit out of me. Like there's some women that's like really like text like their like innards and everything. I'm like, yeah, I don't do that. Although if you do that, good for you. Good for frigging yeah. you. I mean, there's it takes all kinds. This one. We call this the act of mating. Yes. <laughs> See, that's what you need to send him. You need to just send him a video of you dancing to that. Yeah. Not with clothes on. Just be like, yeah, baby, come over here. That's what I would do. I mean, Mm -hmm. that's Kevin Nice. Oh, I forgot to tell you, uh, in turn, talking about sex, I challenged Kevin I to a twice a sec, twice, two times sex a week challenge. I love scheduled sex dates. Scheduled sex dates have saved our marriage in some ways when it comes to when we had kids. I was like, hey, yeah. Tuesday night, you're all mine. Like yeah. someone asked, someone said, How's this how's the sex twice a week with Kevin going? So that's literally <laughs> like, yeah, it's it's we've only had it once. Okay. It was great. I snuck it on him. Yeah. We didn't okay. expect it. I like for him to not expect it. Yeah. And it it's, was great. It's hot. Hot yeah. sex. Yeah, because when you're not you know. when it's sporadic too, it's fun too. But my husband likes to get me at times. It was, like, yeah. I literally am like, I really right now when I have been cleaning all day, the kids are awake. Like he's like, just lock the door. I'm like, fucking A, man. Jeez. Okay. I never say no. Mm. I very rarely. You know what? Uh, I know. What? They always want us. They always, he always <laughs> wants me when I look awful. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like I don't I... understand. I actually have a really funny real idea now in my head. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I look like a yeah, troll. I don't know what, what you're seeing, but sure, man. Exactly. Dang, maybe they're into that. I don't know. <laughs> Um, what to do when you're in a sex funk? How to sp- okay? So someone else, yeah, a bunch of people yeah. want to know about sex funks. You have to have challenge sex. yourself. Join me two times yeah. a week. Have sex. You just have, have to sex. have it. The thing the, is, it might longer- not start off hot. Yeah, yeah, it might not start off. The thing about it is, if you are not having sex with your spouse or your partner, it and the longer you go, the more awkward and longer you will go. It, you have to just be like, "Fuck, yeah. we're gonna we're gonna fuck right now." And honestly, I've yeah. never regretted doing it. Like some days I'm like, oh God, I have to have sex. I think we all like at the end of the night, like we're tapped out, kids all day, work, whatever. But then once you you do it, you're like, wow, why don't we do this more often? Like this is fun. You just yeah. have to break the cycle and be the person that says, I Break the cycle and do it. That's why I'm prioritizing it. I, yes. I just want to get into it because the moment like I, it just like the other night when we did, the lights were off, which I love. I love when it's yeah. just pitch black because yeah. then I just like pretend like I am like some not a troll, even though I look yeah. like Shrek. Um, but I just get at it. But it's just it. you literally afterwards are like, oh, OK, this is good. Like, that's what I needed. I need it. It's not even so much for him and I. I need it for me. Like, I yes. need it for me to remind myself that I am like, a hot piece of ass. I'm a badass Mary? bitch. You're yeah. badass bitch. Yeah. Get up, get, ride that cowboy yeah. girlfriend. <laughs> ride it, ride that dick. <laughs> Let me give uh, a piece of my dick. Pop off a piece of my dick. A piece of my dick. <laughs> my dick. God, I wonder why we're so explicit now. Hmm, <laughs> I know. Um, um, 
We need more sex confessions. We'll do sex confessions tomorrow. Yes. Uh, I'm going to put those up on my story. So if you want to get in on there, what else? Yep. Power struggles with mother-in-law, tries to control everything about our lives. Boundaries. Boundaries. You boundaries. have to put boundaries. Specifically God, in your Yeah. Just ew. It's just so ew. Please, like, if you are a boy mom or you're listening or whatever, if you're a mom, don't be that in-law. Like, just don't. Unless, unless someone's getting physically yeah. hurt or it's like dangerous situations, don't get involved. It's not your relationship to get involved in. No, shut your mouth. Stay the fuck out of it. Yeah, shut your mouth. The only way to your – if you want to keep that relationship with your son, it's going to be through your daughter-in-law. Yes. I'm telling you right now. If your your daughter-in-law is the one that controls the schedule, if you yep. want to be on it, you have to warm up to her. Yep. Not your son. Your daughter-in-law. Yep. Trust Facts. me on that. <laughs> Facts. Because if it's not there, your daughter-in-law will not prioritize you. And also, don't be butthurt that your daughter-in-law might have a better relationship with her own mother. And that relationship with her side of the family might be a little bit stronger where they're spending a little bit more time. I'm sorry. It's just the natural way of things. It is. I'm sorry. I mean, it might not be. Some other people might be the opposite, but I, I have a stronger relationship with my family. We spend yeah. more time with my family than we do my in-laws. Mm-hmm. It's That's- again, the daughter-in-law runs the schedule. I run the schedule. Yes. Same. <laughs> so same. Ugh. Okay. Last one. And then we will end this yeah. traveling with the new traveling with the newborn after birth. What do Ooh. I need those first few days with him? Not much. Yeah. B- a bottle, a blanket, boob. Not much. You know, yeah. I've traveled all three of my kids. We pack traveled. And play. Yeah, the pack and play. Um, the, I always brought the boppy on the plane. I don't know if they're flying, but something comfortable, something warm yep. for them or something cool for them. Just comfort and food. That's layers. Just, layers. Yeah. And yeah. also extra. I always say extra diapers, wipes, obviously, but clothing because they poop over on everything. They spit up all over everything. Just at least three yeah. sets of outfits, God forbid. But, oh, yeah. I remember. Burp clots, sets burp. of outfits. I know. Do you remember like that tiny Oh, my God. I so held little. a baby this uh, – uh-huh. my, uh, my friend just had a baby back in December and I held her. And I looked at Kevin and I said, I have zero – Baby really? fever right now. I have like Whoa. zero anything Mary. right now. I know Mary Hendricks. I know. I was very glad to not have that the, right now. I was like, yes. What? I was, I was content. It's starting okay. to sink in. I don't know. I don't know. I know. We'll find out what next year. We'll find out when Ken, when oh Spencer God. and Cassie are both at school, and I'm <laughs> bored with just Haley at home. Yeah, then we'll, we'll see. see. Maybe yep. I'll get like we'll bored and I'll be like, let's bring on another oh, but baby. Traveling but with right a newborn is so good. easy. So. <laughs> yeah, all three of my newborns yeah. were on planes within so. like All right. I think I'm getting What'd you yeah. say? All your newborns? I I flew with all three of the Everything's kids. All sporadic. I know. I I flew with three the all three of the kids like right after they were born. And it was the easiest. It's when they're like walking around is the nightmare of traveling with children. So yeah. Oh, yeah. No, when they're little like that, because they just – I flew with Spencer when he was four months old, three and a half, three and a half months old. I flew with Kate, uh, Cassidy. What's her name? Uh, Cassidy <laughs> at five months old. Yeah. And she – she. I mean, it was easy because I was breastfeeding, so that was easy. I didn't have to pack much there. Um, and yeah. then I just brought their stuff in a diaper bag and called a day, and they laid on my lap. I – would recommend if you do fly with a newborn, I would get a car seat. I would I would buy that extra seat. It's um, so, so the safety. I, that's just my yep. 
aspect that freaks me out. Yeah. I don't know why they allow that. I don't understand why that's even allowed that infants are can be on your lap because if you hit turbulence, there's no they holding them. And they don't let you put the seatbelt over their lap. No. I yeah, they want them even out of the carriers. No. Which is crazy to me. So Yeah, they don't want them in there, which I make makes no sense because if you hit turbulence so hard, you no amount of force, no amount of grip will hold it from that force of them going exactly. up in the air. Scary. If you hit one of those random turbulences where you fall, oh, well, I hate flying so much. Same. That's why <laughs> so, I drink. That's why I, I drink like, when uh, I fly. Mm-mm. Not for me. I take Xanax and I drink. There you go. Xanax and a Cosmo. Best. Ooh. Best concoction there that is. That sounds delicious so, right now. <laughs> yeah. I don't. <laughs> Numb to the world. Numb to the world. Numb the last time, the last time we flew with that concoction, my sister was in the row ahead of us, and we hit really hard, terrible turbulence. And I was on this thing, and there's a picture of me looking, and I look so bugged out of my head, <laughs> but I wasn't freaking out. I was just like high as off as shit. And my sister turns around, she's tearing up because she thinks that the plane is like going to crash because the turbulence is so bad. And she turns around to me, and I'm just like this. <laughs> See, and she's like, "What is wrong with you?" It's like I, I don't care if the plane was going down. I'd be like, "Woo, yeah. here we Bombs go!" Away. Like I wouldn't have cared. That's hello terrible. roller coaster. <laughs> <laughs> so that's 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 how you cure your fear of flying. Xanax yeah. into Cosmo, do it. So there you go. Anyway, friends, we're gonna call this episode, uh, and this was fun. Yeah. <laughs> It's always fun. It's always fun with you. I love yeah. being on here. It's always, always fun. See you guys at the next podcast. Thank yeah. you, Mary. Everyone go follow Katie. Love you guys. I love always. you guys. Always, always. Another episode down. Thank you all so much for listening. If you love today's episode, I would be so appreciative if you would leave a rating and review. I cannot begin to tell you how much those mean to me, but also how much they help me get in front of more eyes and more ears. As always, be sure to check back every Tuesday and Friday for a new episode, whether it's an episode with me, me and my husband, me and Katie, or just another incredible amazing guests. Stay tuned for more honest, real, raw chit chat. And hey, do me a favor before you go. Remind yourself how amazing you are, how enough you are, how special you are. And boy, oh boy, I sure am glad to have you here. Thanks, friend.